Hey, welcome to our first episode of RTB Limited's podcast. We're going to be interviewing Tom Torres from Cafe Alamode. We're going to learn about some of the successful tips, tricks, and just processes of how he built the business to where it is today. Tom's been doing this for 16 years and is an excellent example of an entrepreneur really gutting it out, working hard to build the business from the ground up. So, so I'm here with Tom Torres from Cafe Alamode and Paul from RTB Limited, and this is our podcast. So we're going to talk about uh, our Cafe Alamode business and how people, process, and profits tie into the success. So this is Tom Torres. Tom, tell us a little about yourself and your business. All right. Uh, my name is Tom. I'm 44 years old. Been in business for 16 years. Um, was in the Marines for eight. Uh, did some bartending. Decided to go into business for myself. When uh, read a few books that said um, that in order to get ahead in life, you have to own your own business. Didn't know what I was going to do, how I was going to go. My choices were war or work for myself, and I chose to work for myself. Um, so I have a business partner, and uh, it's been going great for 16 years. Cafe Alamo, Warwick, New York. It's been great. So Tom's Cafe is uh, in the town where I grew up, uh, and it's probably the centerpiece of Warwick, where you go out for coffee, bagels, breakfast, lunch, and it's kind of like a meeting place, like it's like the town hall in, in town. So, uh, you know, RTB, we focus on basically your initiative and staying on a path, right, to grow. And we focus on people, process, and profits, right? Right. Uh, and we want companies to ring the bell. And so we want to use your model as a successful model of a business. So tell us about your people, okay. a positive side of your people, and then a challenge that you've had huh. with the people side of the business. Uh, well, I will tell you that Warwick has given us a great crop of young people to choose from. Mm -hmm. uh, we do have a college, um, Orange County Community College. Um, I went to Hawk. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so did I. Best education. You can great go education. to a community college, you have real grit. That's For sure. the truth, the truth of it. Um, so we have, we have the high school students and we have some college students. And so we, first of all, I will say that's probably been our biggest asset is that we have a good crop of young people who come in. Um, and as far as the process of what we do, uh, just to be on the people side, on the people side, just, we make it very difficult for them in the very beginning. Uh, we want to see if you have it in you to, to gut it out. I know it's a cafe job. People think that it's pouring coffee and smiles, and but it's work. It's a lot of work. Uh, there's a lot behind the process to keep the food fresh, to, keep, to keep everything, uh, to keep the processes in place, and to balance everything out across the board. Um, so uh, how do I put this? Um, we're tough. We're just we're tough in the mid, on them in the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, we see we see if they're going to stay sink or swim if they have it in them to stay, um, and then as they start to show that this is what they want, this is what they can handle, uh, we start to ease up on them and we work them through the training process. Um, they're not allowed to collect tips until they show that they've got a working knowledge of the menu, the drinks, the food, the processes, and I give them one final test. And the test isn't just to know the drinks or the menu or the processes. I will take them through uh, world, real world scenarios and, and make sure that they can you think on their feet. You yeah, yeah. I, I make them think on their feet. Mm -hmm. Nice. And uh, as far as the challenges go, the, cha the biggest challenge I think is just consistency. 
getting everybody on the same page. That's that's always a very difficult thing because it's it's subjective. You know, people want to put a little bit more of this, a little less of that. You know, so j- consistency. But that's you know Scott and I's job as the business is to try to get everybody on that. Have you written out your training plan so that if say for example you're away, you hire new someone new, someone else can onboard that person other than you and Scott. Absolutely. Okay. So you have those written out already. So like three page, it goes, it goes uh, cash handling and the process of cash handling, interacting with the customers, Mm -hmm. greeting, then it goes drinks. You have to learn all the drinks. One after the most important thing, the drinks are the the number one uh, emphasis of the business that if you don't know those drinks, you're not going to get on tips. It's not like coffee drinks. It's like, you know, it's all it's shakes. It's yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's an extensive menu. But it's not as hard as you think it is. It's mm-hmm. just a little modification. It changes the name. It seems like it's a lot, but that's kind of part of it is are you going to be overwhelmed by it or are you going to rise to the challenge? Right. And uh, so. And that's been your biggest challenge, though, is really keeping it consistent. Absolutely. And where have you found the best employees? Is there like, hmm. other than, you know, the community college, which obviously you and I know. If you can finish community college, then you can pretty much finish anything because it's difficult. It is. It's a lot harder than going away to a four-year school. That's right. You have you're getting pulled in a lot different. More people, most people probably work like I did and you did to get through school. So it's difficult, right? It and, and even uh, uh, Angela Duckworth, she wrote a book called Grit, right? And she actually talks about people who graduate community college have a higher success rate than people who go to four-year school. It's not diminishing four-year education. But if you can grit through a community college education and then move on to the higher level, you will move on to a higher level and to a higher pay. Funny that you should say that because I think the most difficult employees we've ever had are people who think they're above it. Right, right. They graduate. They think they're above it. Um, they're, they're just there to go through the motions and they think they're above it. And I mean, Scott and I will wash toilets, we'll do dishes, we'll scrub, we'll do whatever we need to do. We're not above anything and we won't tolerate any employees that feel they're above it it's funny it's one of my leadership mantras is i do not tell or ask anyone to do anything i've never done myself that's right right we were both in the military so for us uh i'm not going to ask you to dig a foxhole to standard if i've never done it myself right which is not easy right (laughs) right you're getting a six foot hole wide enough to have two machine gun placements to have grenade pit you know the proper steps to get out it takes a long time to do and it's it's kicks your butt but I'm not going to ask you to do it if I can't do it. So that's it's like right. a train-to-trainer type situation. Lead by example. That's right. So I, I love that. I think that's probably why you've been successful is because you're not – hey, I've made the chives. I've made the, the coffee drinks. I've washed the toilets. I've cooked. There's nothing in this place that you can tell me that I've never done before. Right. And exactly. I can tell you the best and worst practices by doing it. Now, with that, all of that being said, it creates a culture. What That's kind of one of the things that I think came unexpected was that Scott and I try to raise the standard to what everybody's trying to raise up to. It creates a culture. And once the employees have made it through the process, they demand it of each other, which eases eases things up for Scott and I. Mm -hmm. They're the ones that will see and, and, and isolate those that aren't rising to the challenge. Then you don't have to do it. Then we don't. You've created a culture of success and perfection, but in the sense of, Hey, there's always room to improve. That's right. Right. So, Hey, you did a great job. Us. Right. You, you did a great job on that. But just in the future, you know, you should add the cinnamon last. I'm just using that as an right. example, right? Exactly. Uh, instead of adding it first. Right? Sure. Great. So on the process side, successes and challenges. I would say the biggest, the key to our success, I think, 
has been, as far as the process goes, the efficiency in which we make the food. Mm-hmm. Um, I've worked in fast food. Scott worked for CVS. I did. I, I, I hated I, it. Yeah. <laughs> Retail is no joke. No. Um, so Scott's very good at, at placement, product placement, mm-hmm. the order in which things, uh, you go from coffee to your gum, you get a muffin and right, right to the register and, you, yeah. and, and the, the efficiency. On the back side of things, we have a the cook line and all the ingredients are right there within arm's reach. Front of the house, first back of the house. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And we move fast. Right. We move fast. It is, there's no waste of time. It's fast casual. Right, exactly. It's not fast food, which is different. That's right. Fast food is pre-prepared. Most right. fast food is pre-prepared. Fast casual is prepared on the spot. And it's considered to be eat it and go, but it's, it's fresh. Right. Right. That's exactly what you're doing. Exactly. Yeah. And we get to use the, the, the ingredients in, in our breakfast, our lunch, and our dinner. Mm-hmm. So if we had, we brought on spinach. Now we use our spinach in our omelets. We use it in our wraps. We use it in our salads. We use it on our burgers. Right. Uh, our quesadillas. It makes sense. Right. Work smarter, not harder. Exactly. Right. Keeps the food fresh, keeps everything mm-hmm. turning over. And, uh, and so every time we bring in a new item, we always bring in an item that will, that will marry into the entire Everything. menu. Right. That makes sense. And uh, for you, inventory-wise, I guess you manage it or we both do. you and Scott do together? It kind of happened organically between the two of us. Uh, we didn't really talk about it. It just kind of happened. He took over ordering the food. Uh, I, do, I do more of the paper goods. Um, it, that kind of happened organically, but it is something we, we do overlap each other. Mm-hmm. If we're going through something and we have, we have a whiteboard that's in the kitchen, if you grab, every employee is notified that if you grab the last of something, you can write it on the whiteboard. Uh, and we do the same. So we're always covering for each other. We're all, we'll work on the same team. And so even though we have our set responsibilities, if I happen to walk and buy something and I see we're running low on cheddar cheese, right? Cheddar cheese goes mm-hmm. down on the board, cream cheese. And he does the same for me. Hey, we're running low on black lids for the for the, the coffee coffees. Yeah. You know, I write that down. And then what are your, what do you think your challenges are with that? I mean, obviously that's, that's the hardest part. Inventory, especially in food because of spoilage is difficult, right. but is there another challenge that you have? Cause it sounds like you've kind of mastered it where you buy enough to, to basically cover maybe a week. Right. And before it would spoil. And then after that, your your once you get your whiteboard list and you you know what to buy and go to you know to order in from your distributors. But besides that, because I think that's probably uh, you know with the fast casual, it's a it's a known problem, right? Right. I think sure. so. For the educated people who might not know, sure. What are some other challenges in the process side that you faced? Well, for us in the beginning, because we started off one sixty. Okay, food gold is a big problem because it's it's it money, is. right? So what we did was. Um, and I give Scott all the credit for this because one of the things he did is every time we brought in a new food vendor, he would make sure that they would they would deliver multiple times a week. Mm-hmm. So what we do is we have an entire product list uh, so that if one company runs out of something, we know that the next day we can get it from another company. And what that does is... A relief pitcher. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's a great way to put it. Mm-hmm. And throughout the week, if one thing got by us, we know we can get that same product somewhere else or multiple different places. The biggest challenge to, to answer your question is pricing. So what happens is when you have multiple vendors, one vendor might be three times higher than another. So you obviously you want to be able to uh, even the product out throughout the week to make sure that you don't have any spoilage, everything is rotating, but it does come at a cost of making sure that you're still getting the best price. So whether Bromaine is 
higher for one company or uh, um, Roma Tomatoes for another, the pricing can be kind of an issue and that fluctuates. So we have to stay on top of that. Mm -hmm. So every time we have an invoice, we're always kind of going through and say, hey, well, we got to watch this. The eggs are, you know, are, is really high on this one or the bacon is really high on that. We do everything. So we different can. vendors at different pricing. Exactly. So each vendor can affect your margins for sure day to day, week to week. And it can get by you in one week. In one week, bacon can be uh, twice as much. They, yeah. Something goes on with the eggs. Uh, Not to a, mention like pork, you know, pork famine or pig exactly. famine. <laughs> and it happens. The romaine, yeah. we just had it with the romaine. Right, right, the recall. Yeah. yeah we had, we, we yanked all the romaine off the shelves. We started bringing in uh, spinach and, and mixed greens and it's working well, but for sure, that was, you know, it's an issue. I just read a story about that, that they know the reason behind it. The, the, the lettuce farms are next to cattle farms out in California. Mm. And the irrigation is basically runoff from the cattle farm pastures. And the E. coli is coming from feces. Wow. And it's getting on the, and into the plants. Interesting. So, I mean... Yeah, they need to fix that. They need to fix that quickly. They need to fix that. That's an infrastructure. That's a process change, if anything, yes, right? Is sure. that they shouldn't be sitting next to each other. And that goes to show you how fast something can get out of hand. Right. Just, well, just it, that fast. Look, you've seen it. Uh, what's the movie with um, Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy? Um, when they, they, they sell orange stock. Um, trading places? Trading places. Right. I said it was a whole brain fart. But... <laughs> The same thing, like how you can corner the market on orange juice by whether or not they have a frost. Right. Right. That's a big sure. difference, right? That's going to sure. cost your margin. That's going to affect your, your dollars and cents. Absolutely. So. All right. So go right into dollars and cents. Now, pro, pro financially, mm -hmm. you know, challenges and successes with, with it. And obviously running a, running a restaurant, it's one of the, the, everyone thinks they can run a restaurant or start a business in a restaurant. It's like, oh, I can make food. I can make great right. I can make, right. you know, hoagies or whatever. But at the end of the day, it's one of the most difficult businesses to start sure. and to succeed with. Now, we have a 16-year history here of success, right? right? And building it up, you know, obviously nothing happens overnight. We'll go into that more. But the financial side of it, tell me where you're, you're really, if you struggled at all or, you know, what has been, besides the changes in pricing, which, you know, coffee can change day to day, sure. milk, things like that. But I think the, our biggest challenge is that we're kind of at a point now where we're dependent on the energy of the town and the surrounding area of the state. Um, we have grown over the years for sure. Uh, month to month, we've had 15 consecutive years of growth. Um, there is a, now there's a lot of energy in Warwick. So we've gotten to benefit a lot from, from all the, 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 town. Uh, the, the town, exactly. Just the, the amount of events that are going on. We're a little subject to that. Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of a challenge. You know, there, I don't want to rely on, the pop in the arm that you get from an event right outside your front door. Right, like Applefest. Exactly, Perfect. exactly. So, you know, it, it, that, you know, what are you going to do about that? You know, that's that's one that we haven't had to address yet, but it's something that's certainly in the back of our mind. We have to pay attention to that. You know, right. What happens if that event doesn't occur every year? Right. You know? So uh, alternative re revenue streams is what you're, you're thinking, right? I mean, at yeah. some point, sure. if you don't know the cafe, right, they have awesome food, but they also, they, they have great coffee. Right, and and him and I spoke about this offline. Is that they could possibly sell their coffee online? That's right. Um, and do a e-commerce business through the website, through the Facebook page, through the Instagram page, track it, drive traffic to it, so that you can you can have that alternative. You're not relying on the town or the weather or anything like that. Those things can be this can be outside your control. You know, you can something you can add more control to. That's a perfect segue. Actually, one 
we're not located. If we can start developing our online presence, we're no longer subject to just what's outside of our doors right. or what's going on the outside. Now we have the entire world at our fingertips. Now for us, we want to make sure that we hold ourselves to the same standard that people have come to expect when they walk through the door. I see scale slowly. Scale slowly and also not having enough people who've had, who've run brick and mortar and built out the online and do it seamless. Because you have to, you have to, some places in order online, you have to, you have to take the, the, you know, if the order doesn't go out, quality control doesn't go out correctly. You have to have somebody command the phone and that's not taking away from the people who've walked through your front door. Um, Packaging product labels picking you know picking things up there it is a it is a process that we've we've scratched the surface on but we've been hesitant to jump into because we don't want to take away from what is successful and that is the brick and mortar storefront right. that pays your bill every day that's probably our biggest that's our that's our biggest challenge but we see that it's there it's a good problem to have because we see that we can go out we can bring in a multiple an, another stream of income from from online processes and which comes to one of the last thing and that would be online ordering mm-hmm. uh one of the biggest challenges for us with the online ordering is the amount of modifications per item we have it's too overwhelming mm-hmm. uh, we have cold drinks that'll be warm by the time the customer gets there a frozen drink that'll be melted by the time they get there a hot wrap that'll be cold by the time they get there you know that can that can really create a problem that we're not ready to address yet um it, it's how do i put it um, it's it's a it's a challenge that we don't know if we can meet at this point. Um, it would be great if we did. I've had n- numerous customers tell us they order more online than they do if they just walk through the store. Mm-hmm. They can peruse, they can take their time, they can hit a few buttons. But when you have drinks that can be modified, maybe a thousand different ways, one drink. Well, I mean, Starbucks has found that solution, right? They've done it with their online ordering. Right, um, and they're—I wouldn't say they're in the same category as you in the sense that they're not fast casual. They have pre-made breakfast sandwiches, right? Exactly. And they're just throwing them in a microwave, exactly. And then putting them in a fresh, fresh. I understand that, but they're still dealing with the coffee side of it, right, and the drink side of it, which they found a solution. So there's probably a software huh. solution out there for it. Interesting. Um, I'd certainly be open to that. But maybe for the food side, uh, I think that you're right is difficult because of the, the quality control. And right. we were talking about this earlier, what's the finite resource everybody has is time, um, right? So uh, humans are innately lazy, right? right? If you have an opportunity to lay on the couch all day, you will. For sure. Most people will, right? Um, I don't, I ring the bell every day, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> the, uh, but most people are not like that. They're not built that way, right? right. So for them to overcome that, it could be like, hey, I'm gonna order lunch from the cafe and, Uber Eats or whatever else, or some right. delivery company will deliver it to my house fresh, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and, you know, that's another option too, where you could do online ordering, have it in like a hot bag or, you know, right. you know where it's delivered. You or know. limiting the modifications. Correct. I think, I think or make it a limited the, menu. I, exactly. I think that would be the, at least a litmus test, right? So, uh, where is it here? The lean startup, right? Basically, it's a scientific method of testing new ideas, right? So, Say, for example, you want to do it with just with wraps, or it's all mostly cold, right? None mm-hmm. of your, I mean, you have a couple that are warm. Or yes. And then for the coffee drinks, which you can probably find a way to keep better double insulate cups or something like that, which obviously would change costs. But there's opportunities where you could potentially add that 
as a value add to customers at some point, right? I'm not saying nothing is built, Rome wasn't built in a day and I'm not saying it's good. Yeah, every, everything, everything you do, whether, so if you brought in a, anytime you bring in a new product, you have to, you have to remember, or a new process, the back of the house challenge that comes with that. And that is, do we have the room to bring in more paper goods? Do you have to get a new POS system that sends a ticket to the back, you know, exactly. or whatever. So, yeah. And, and so either we limit what people are used to as far as the modifications, whether it be a breakfast wrap, mm -hmm. breakfast sandwich, lunch wrap, quesadilla, shake, their latte. I mean, just a latte alone, easily a thousand yeah. different. How many things. different milks you can add to it? You know, extra coffee. Four different milks. Flavoring. 20 different syrups, sugar-free right. syrups. Yeah. I mean, you know, decaf. It's a lot. Yeah. A lot. You know, it, uh, you know, the foam, how you foam it. I think it's just ERP thing too, like where you're, you know, uh, you're having all those different options and you have, it's also part of your inventory control too. So ERP, uh, electronic records processing. So basically you uh, have all of your inventory built into the system. Uh, and then electronically you had a POS system connected to it that you, every time you sell eggs, it registered, okay, they use three eggs or two eggs for this omelet or three eggs for this omelet. So they know it's three eggs been taken off the inventory. Hmm. So then you have a par level that you need to maintain or a warning level like, hey, we only have a two dozen left or you know whatever, right. you go through it so fast, but let's say we need to reorder and right. it, it'll trigger, it'll send an order to your distributor, huh. right? So there's a, that's where you get to the higher level and- That would be a scaling. Right, that's when you're like, you, and you're, you're integrating software as your process control and eliminating some of the back checks that you're doing now. Right. Right. So I mean, yep. there's a price point change to that as well. Right. right. And it's a capital investment and you need the space to have the, you know, everything, the training. Yeah. Right. And, and, you know, POS, you and I both worked in, in bars and stuff. You understand that it can, it can be a pain learning a new POS system or sure. just understand, Oh, they got a new printer and you know, now it's all tablet based or whatever. Right. So anyway, that's, that's uh so that's interesting so that's so really it is consistency customer service and and quality control that's right so successful cafes restaurants can use that as a model that if you can work out consistent hiring right quality control customer service built into the hiring then the process of ordering maintaining your margins by having fresh product in that's there right. and then financially controlling the alternative revenue streams once you've gotten your your you once you've gotten your baseline mm -hmm. business built. Sure. Right. So sure. Interesting. So so Tom's taken this and it made it a successful business. So I guess the other thing, because RTB means to ring the bell, right? And you know, I have multiple backgrounds in sports and and, and military like you, but uh, for me, it's boxing, right? And and rugby and and the military and uh, I stay on a path and place discipline. So what helps you ring the bell every day? What helps me ring the what drives you? Huh. Like this poem that dad, my dad wrote helps drive me, my family, the, the, you know, the want to leave a legacy for my family as well. So not for me to be financially successful, but to leave a legacy of that I've left the world a better place. Hmm. So I'm going to risk sounding a little shallow, but I know what it's like to live without. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to go back to it. I think the idea scares the hell out of me. Right. So and fear. So fear, not fear, I, I would but say like, a fear-based, a fear-based anger. Mm -hmm. And I think that, that that's what drives me. But when I say a fear-based anger, not, not something that it's a lashing out, it's, it's a, um, 
this is what I have to do. The anger kind of subsides when you realize the good that I'm doing, the right. jobs that I'm providing, right, yeah. the convenience that I'm providing, and and the, and the quality of life I, I'm able to give for my family. But I think what gets me up in the morning, like when I when I wake up and I hear, you know, well, you're the boss, you can go in whenever you want, get up, um, is to the the fear of being without. Yeah. And I, I don't mean that to sound like a shallow thing. It's not a shallow no. thing. It's a, it's a it's a self motivating thing. Mm-hmm. I I. I want a more efficient life. I want to be able to do what I want to do when I want to do it. Um, I think it took me a little while to realize that I love what I do. Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't, this doesn't feel like work. Once I think I realized it didn't feel like work that man, this is, you're good at this. Right. You, you like this. It doesn't feel like work. So I'm able to jump out. It doesn't feel like a chore. I'm bang. I'm up. Yeah. I'm, I'm moving around mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and I like the energy that I'm able to bring in my employees and my employees in turn, give me back the, that, that same energy level, you know, yeah. keep a high energy level. Um, just to touch on the process you were saying before, I think one of the things that we do is um, we make sure that we're, we're moving quickly, but never at the expense of accuracy. Um, so that's a military thing, right? Yeah. So it's, yeah. if you sure. move fast, you're slow, moving slow, but efficient, right? You're, when you're, when you do weapons training, right? If you, you try to go through it fast, you'll mess up. That's right. If you do it slowly, but accurately, you'll do it the right way the first time. That's right. And when it comes to when it comes to making a wrap, I I'll, I'll say to them like, guys, this is a cafe job. No one's life is here on the line. But if you ever want it to be on the line, meaning you're going to take on more responsibility, you better be able to show you can handle this. Right. You right. got to start small. You're not going. You're not going right to this. You're starting off small. So so show that you can do it on when it's not important. Then you'll start to be trusted with more more responsibility and things that are more important. And and that's that's the step that you need to show. So I enjoy that process. Right. I think some of them think that it's and and I, I hear it all the time. You know, oh, I'd love to start a cafe. I'd love to start a cafe. But they you think know, it happens just, overnight, and they right. don't know it's sixteen years, right? The patience to, to to build that and to, and to grow it from from literally nothing. That's right. To where you are now, I think that's the big disconnect. And a lot of people like, oh, I could do what Tom's doing. Right. You know how long it took to get here. <laughs> right. Right. It didn't happen overnight. And how many nights I lived here. Right. Right. Like that's me. I'm just scrambling up this business slowly, but surely. And I know it's not going to happen overnight. Right. Right. But I am taking the steps to put down the foundation so that when it does scale, the processes are in place. The, the business will tell you when to scale. 100%. It, it will tell you when to scale. It'll tell you what, what to go next. But I think the most important thing is just to start. And I, I think that yeah, was the, just that do was, it. Just, just get after it. You have to just get, get after it. Just start. I was, start I small, was scared. Get after it. Yeah. I was as scared as scared could be going through my own thing. Um, from a C-130 flight mechanic to, to owning a cafe mm-hmm. was a quantum leap. It was, it was a, it's a different, like jumping through a black hole. Where am I? What am I doing? How mm-hmm. am I going to do this? I'm just going to keep it regimented. I'm going to keep it high energy and I'm going to do it better than what the person did it before me. And that's right. it. That's all you can do. That's all you can do. Especially the food. Like for me, customer service is one of the most, like for bartending, I will always judge the S of a bartender. Right. I go to a bar and I'm asked for a Manhattan or an old fashioned. If it's not good, I'm like, I'll never come back here again. Right. Because did you fake I, the funk? Huh? Did you fake the funk? Meaning, right. Did, did you, you throw you just, whiskey just in there and like bitters? That's there? it. That's it. No, do it the right way. Or don't right. do it at all. And, and then for me, that's important. Like sure. same thing with food. I don't like to be rushed in a restaurant. That's right. Uh, you know, that my pace, I'm not going to hang out there and lollygag and take up a seat for you. But if I'm there at a dinner, and I'm ordering multiple courses. I don't want to be rushed through, huh. and that annoys me for sure. When I go, to, that just bothers me. So that's actually a really good thing. 
a point about the difference between being a cafe and being a diner. I think some people walk in and they think they're going to get uh, uh, table service right. from beginning to end. Mm -hmm. But when you, when you say, listen, that's not who we are. What we want is people to come in, lounge, and stay as long as you want. Mm -hmm. Get a refill of your coffee. You know, we're a cafe. But listen, you want to get in, you want to get out because you have a bus to catch, because you're on your break from lunch, we will not waste your time. You place that order. If you're standing seven people online, we're going to move that line through. We're going to get you your food. You're going to get it hot. You're going to get your drink cold, and you're going to be out the door. Mm -hmm. That's the value that we think. Besides the fact that we do everything we can to keep our prices as low as possible, we will not waste your time. Right. But if you want to come in, you want to read a newspaper, go sit there. Nobody's bothering you. Taking somebody's table, right? Right. Taking right. money out of anybody's pocket, and uh, and, it, and I think that's a big difference. That's a big difference, right? Where most tables or restaurants want turns, right? Because their servers want to make more money in tips, etc. You kind of push that model to the side, or made it a hybrid model where you know you can sit here as long as you want, and that's it's just a space at that point, right? Right. And yeah, you can tip your server. Uh, if they're doing a great job, That's right. if not, you're not, you know, obviously I always feel up and you probably the same way. I always feel obligated to tip, but uh, I, I think that's an important hybrid model that most people haven't realized yet. Right. So, right. It's interesting. It, it has been, an, it's, it's been a, there hasn't been a model that Scott and I have seen that we've tried to model it from. We've mm -hmm. been trying to listen to what we think the customers want. We look at the look on their face, you know, what, what is it there, the feedback we get online. You know, how do we adjust to this? Train the employees. Get out there. You know, listen. The line is taken care of. Go out there. Go bus table. See if somebody can get a refill. See if they want a, a glass with their with their with their iced tea. Right. Right. You know that type of thing. So I think voice of the customer, and we always say that in any business, when you're when you're first starting out, and this is a good tip for anybody, is take that voice of the customer. Tell me what we can do better. You know, you didn't you didn't sign a proposal. You didn't take the deal. That's right. Tell me why. What could I have done better? Because I really want to improve. And that for me is the, the EQ that I've always had being in, in business and sales is that, uh, you know, you can always get better. You're never that person. Oh, I'm too good. I'm, I'm the best person. In the world. Right. You know, there's always something better. And that's, that's why I learned right. that fighting, sure. getting beat up, right? For sure. When I box, you, you get in a ring, you think you're a badass, you know, you know, you're a badass. All of a sudden you walk into a ring and you totally expect the guy and this person beats you up. Mm -hmm. because you thought you were better and you right. didn't even improve. Especially, you know, what's the shot that hurts the most, the one you didn't see coming? Correct, correct. Somebody hits you and someone writes something online, like, wow, I didn't see that coming. Mm -hmm. The first thing that goes through my head, how do I fix it? Just, how do I fix it? Yeah. You just made me better. Thank Problem you. solving, yeah. I don't, I don't, you know, you do have to have thick skin and you just kind of have to reinterpret the negative energy that you got and just say, you know what? I'm going to fix it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to fix it. Right. Not... Oh, I can't believe this. Take ownership. So You're taking yeah. ownership of this. Got to fix it. Sorry this happened. We're yep. going to get on it right now. Yep. It's my fault as the leader, owner of the cafe. Right. I will take care of it personally. And next time you come in, let us know if the service is fixed. Right. Or the problem is fixed. We like it. We like it. So, Tom, thanks for coming today. Oh, and, thank and you. Sitting down with me. Um, down, obviously, man. follow Cafe L Mode on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, it's been an honor to be on. I'm glad you could be on with us. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Tom. All right. Good luck, man. Cheers. Ring the bell. Ring the bell every day, baby. This is our podcast episode with Tom Torres from Cafe Mode. As you can see, he's really focused on people, process, and understanding his financials to really succeed. And I think that's the recipe, right? So follow us next week. We're going to release another episode. And uh, subscribe and share with your friends. And let us know what you think. Comments, comments, concerns. Either way, we'd love to hear them. Have a great day. Talk to you soon. Don't forget to ring the bell every day.